Have you ever had a spooky experience? Something supernatural you couldn't explain? We'd love to hear about it. Share your scary true story with us to hear it told on our podcast in October as part of our 13 Nights of Halloween mini-series. Your story can be about sleep paralysis, a haunted house, ghosts, a repeating nightmare, pretty much anything that's creepy and unexplained. If you'd like to submit your spooky experience, please visit straightupenigmas.home.blog to check out our criteria before you send us an email. That's straightupenigmas.home.blog. The deadline is October 1st, so head to our website today. You're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. In 1928, newlyweds Glenn and Bessie Hyde went on a white water rafting trip down the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. One month later, their boat was found fully intact, with all of their gear and supplies, including Bessie's diary, perfectly preserved. But the couple had disappeared. It's been nearly a century since then, and their bodies have never been recovered. There has never been any proof of what happened to them. Was there an accident on the river? Did they both drown? Or... As some believe, was Glenn murdered by a famous photographer? Or by Bessie herself? Stay with me as we explore the tragic, mysterious disappearance of Glenn and Bessie Hyde. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. listeners, thanks for joining us. If you enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Music, hit the subscribe button, and leave a review. It really helps out our podcast. Connect with us on social media, where we post each episode as it airs. We're proud to be a member of the Straight Up Strange Network. I'll include a link to the network's Facebook page in the show notes. If you'd like to support our podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash straightupenigmas to receive bonus content, shoutouts on social media, personalized messages from me, and early access to our regularly scheduled episodes. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. In the fall of 1928, a happy newlywed couple left on what was supposed to be a romantic honeymoon. Bessie was only about 20 years old, 
and she met 27-year-old Glenn while they were both on a passenger ship on its way to Los Angeles, California. Even though Bessie was young, she was actually already married to someone else when she first met Glenn. They fell in love and were married in Twin Falls, Idaho, the day after the divorce from Bessie's first husband had been finalized. Despite their fairly big age difference, they shared a passion for exploring the outdoors, and they seemed to share a common goal. Glenn, who had some experience with river running, had a dream of traveling down the entire Colorado River. He spent months building his own 20-foot-long boat that he felt would be perfect for the journey. If they could make it down the river and break the time records, they could also collect the prize money. People who broke those kinds of records in the 1920s became celebrities. They would have gone on lecture tours around the country. Even if they couldn't manage to break the time record, Bessie would still have gone down in history as the first woman to complete the entire journey. This was not long after Amelia Earhart had become famous for her flights. In October 1928, the Hydes went to Green River, Utah, and set off down the canyons of the Green and Colorado Rivers on October 20th to begin their honeymoon adventure trip. The Colorado River is over 600 miles long. It's wild and filled with rough white water rapids. It's an incredibly dangerous journey, yet Glenn insisted that he and Bessie should not take life jackets and other safety equipment, saying it would add too much weight to the boat and slow them down. That first month, they really were making record time. The couple hiked Bright Angel Trail out of the canyon to resupply sometime in November. Then, on November 18th, they stopped along the river to meet a photographer named Emery Kolb, who lived in the middle of the Grand Canyon. He became famous for his work, and a lot of explorers and nature enthusiasts would stop by to say hello. They told Kolb that they had already been going down the river for nearly a month and that they were well ahead of schedule in their progress. They asked Kolb to take their photograph and promised that they would retrieve it on their way back. In the photo, they both look very happy and proud, probably thinking the same picture would be used in newspapers announcing that they had broken the speed record. Kolb agreed to take their photo, but when he heard about their journey, Kolb told Glenn and Bessie that it was far too dangerous to go down the river without life jackets, and he even offered to give them some. Kolb also warned them about the cold. It was November, so winter weather was going to set in soon, and they would be sleeping outdoors on extremely cold nights. Even though they were making good progress, they still had hundreds of miles left to go, and he did not believe they were prepared to survive the elements. Glenn refused to take any of the safety equipment, saying that they were strong swimmers and that it would not be necessary. Emery Kolb 
was one of the last people to see them alive. A search was launched by Glenn's father, even before the couple were considered overdue, at Needles, California, on December 6, 1928. On December 19th, a search plane spotted their scow adrift around River Mile 237. It was upright and fully intact, with their clothes, food, and other supplies still strapped in. Bessie's diary was there, and she kept very detailed notes about what happened every day. They were happy notes about making it down the river at record speeds. The couple was well on their way to winning the prize and making history. There was no sign of a struggle or a robbery. It was as if they completely vanished into thin air. The search uncovered evidence to indicate the couple made it as far as River Mile 226, Diamond Creek, where it's believed they made camp. Bessie wrote in her diary that they had cleared 231 Mile Rapid. Historian Otis R. Marston makes a compelling case that the couple were most likely swept out of the boat when their scow hit submerged rocks in the heavy rapids near River Mile 232. In describing the rapid, Marston explained, Pieces of granite wall lie submerged where they have damaged, snared, or capsized more boats than any other location in the canyon. The search party spent months combing the surrounding area of the Grand Canyon, looking for bodies or any other kind of evidence that may point to Glenn and Bessie Hyde's whereabouts, but they didn't find anything. Several years later, in 1971, a group of men were taking their boats down the Colorado River on a commercial Grand Canyon rafting trip. They spotted an older woman who was going down the river alone. They invited the woman to join the group, and she introduced herself as Georgie Clark. The rafting tour guide began to tell the legend of Glenn and Bessie Hyde around the campfire when the elderly woman suddenly announced that she was Bessie Hyde. We'll be back with more right after this. Thank you to Best Fiends for sponsoring this episode. I have to tell you about Best Fiends. I love it because it's the perfect break from my true crime research. It still really challenges my brain because it's a puzzle game, and you know how I love solving puzzles. But it's a casual game, so it doesn't stress me out, which is perfect these days. I just made it to level 371, and trust me, Best Fiends is so much more than your average mobile puzzle game. It's 5-star rated with over 100 million downloads, thousands of fun levels, special missions, and tons of super cute characters to collect. They've created a whole world right on my phone. It's bright and colorful with great graphics, and there's a story all about these cute characters. I just unlocked Lapoleon and love that he wears a cute little thimble as his crown and holds the matchstick as his scepter. 
Plus, I love his area bomb power. There are also new in-game challenges and events every month, so the game always feels fresh and you'll never be bored. You can even play the game without using Wi-Fi. No bandwidth, no problem. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Hello, and welcome to the Realm of Unknown. My name is Shane, and I shall be your guide along this strange adventure into a world all its own, filled to the brim with wonders and mysteries. A podcast that focuses on all things paranormal and supernatural. Join me, your host, each week as we dive deep into unique stories and legends about the unexplained and strange from all around the globe. You can find Realm of Unknown on all your favorite podcast listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So come join us and take part in our next journey into the Realm of Unknown. Georgie Clark swore that she was actually Bessie Hyde and that she had stabbed her abusive husband after they got into a fight. Bessie wanted to leave because she felt that the trip had become too dangerous. Glenn began to beat her, so she grabbed a knife and stabbed him. Everything the woman said sounded sensible, and everyone around the campfire believed her. One of the men in the group found Georgie Clark's phone number and called her afterwards to see if she would do an interview to talk about the story. The elderly woman denied everything, saying that she had never professed to being Bessie Hyde and hung up the phone. If Bessie really did murder her husband all those years ago, why would she have decided to leave all of their belongings behind in the boat? She would have been alone in the middle of the Grand Canyon, miles away from civilization in the middle of winter. After Georgie Clark passed away, her best friends requested to search her home to look for clues. Clark had also told her best friends that she was Bessie Hyde, yet she never showed them any proof. Stranger yet, she never let her friends come over to visit her house. When they went through her belongings, they found a mixture of evidence that makes the mystery even more confusing. Georgie Clark had a birth certificate that said her real name was Bessie DeRoss. They also found a marriage certificate of Bessie and Glenn Hyde. In Clark's underwear drawer, she had a pistol. These sound like pretty incriminating pieces of evidence. However, all of the photographs of Georgie when she was younger look extremely different from Bessie Hyde. It's very unlikely that they're the same person. Was Georgie Clark so invested in her own lies that she even had a fake birth and marriage certificate made? 
Or did she steal these documents from Bessie's boat? Is she actually the murderer? Maybe Georgie Clark was disappointed that she accomplished just as much in the Colorado River as Bessie Hyde, yet she never seemed to get any recognition for her skills until after she pretended to be someone famous. One man named Richard Westwood wrote an entire biography on Georgie Clark, and he concluded that while her accomplishments as a solo woman adventurer were incredible in their own right, she was not Bessie Hyde. None of it makes much sense. In the 1970s, Emery Kolb, the photographer who met Glenn and Bessie Hyde, passed away. When relatives were cleaning out his house, they found a complete skeleton of a human man laying in a canoe in his boathouse. The skeleton was a white man who was over six feet tall. He was killed by a single bullet to the head. Everyone believed that 50 years after their disappearance, they finally found the body of Glenn Hyde and that Emery Kolb must have murdered him. However, a later forensic investigation conducted by the University of Arizona concluded that the skeleton belonged to a man no older than 22 and who had died no earlier than 1972, ruling out the possibility that it was the remains of Glenn Hyde. In late 2008, a donation of photographs and documents to the Grand Canyon Museum collection and an effort by the local sheriff's office to solve the county's cold cases led to the identification of the Kolb skeleton as that of an unidentified suicide victim found in the park in 1933. It was discovered that Emery Kolb had sat as a county coroner jury representative for Grand Canyon. Kolb must have acquired the skeletal remains as a county representative after the death inquest. But why were the bones being stored in his boathouse? The body might not have been Glenn Hyde, but it still casts a sinister shadow on Kolb. Some still believe that he killed Glenn Hyde, that he was in love with Bessie. He wanted her so badly, he was willing to kill Glenn. He already had one skeleton in his closet after all. What if there are more undiscovered human remains on his property? The most romantic and probably most plausible theory is that one of the hides fell into the frigid waters of the Colorado River and the other jumped in after in an attempt to save their partner. Hypothermia would have set in very quickly, and without life jackets, they would have been swept up in the rapids and carried down the river. The boat was sturdy and gently floated into the next natural harbor. Since it had been a month since they disappeared, their remains would have been eaten by fish and scattered in the waters of the Grand Canyon. What happened to Glenn and Bessie Hyde? Did they drown? Were they both murdered? 
Did they run away and start new lives together in a distant corner of the country? Now that almost a century has passed, it's unlikely we'll ever know how their story truly ended. What do you think? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. You can also contact us through email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com or through our website, straightupenigmas.home.blog. If you like the show, please remember to hop onto Apple Music to give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on September 1st for the next episode of Straight Up Enigmas. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.